Okay, um, so about five and a half years ago, uh, Yoni Orlovsky was in this yeshiva and he said, I have a great idea. We have an extra 10 minutes every day before we have to run to school after Mincha, so why don't you give a halach shir every day for about 10 minutes? I said, about what? And he said, well, you should take topics about things that you know we do every day, that we do all the time, but we have no idea what we're doing. And we don't really know why, we don't really know what the details are. So try to find those kinds of topics and we'll suggest, and uh, tell me to suggest those topics. So over the course of the several years that we've done these, this time in halach shirim, sometimes we've had those kinds of topics and sometimes we haven't had everyday topics. But one topic that comes up, maybe not yet in your life, but will come up as one of those issues that comes up every single day, but most people have no idea what they're doing, is that when you start wearing a talus every day for davening, a lot of times people have no idea when are you supposed to put it over your head, not put it over your head, what are you supposed to do with the talus? It, it really should be part of chasm classes. And in addition to the we should teach how to put on a talus, how to do the atifa, whether you should wear it over your head, not to wear it over your head, when, during Shemonesque, all the different uh, possibilities. I remember when I got married, I opened up a Mishra Burr and I saw that he quoted from the Taz, the name of the Bach, that it's a Midas Hatsunuim to wear a Talus of Yard for the entire davening. So I said, okay, it's Midas Hatsunuim, so I, I'm at Snua. So I started doing it. And then people started coming over to me. He's like, where'd you get that Minuk from? I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I had no idea. So I just figured it's the safest thing to do. I have since stopped that Minuk, but, um, I also remember one of the only things I knew about a talus over my head growing up was that Mishabura says that if you're not married, you don't put a talus over your head. A single person doesn't put a talus over his head unless you're a Sfari. Sfari, single people do, but Mishabura Paskins, not to. So I remember my first, Shab- my first Shabbos back it must not have been my first Shabbos. One of my first Shabbos was back from Karen Biavna. I stayed in Yeshiva University for a Shabbos. And for some reason, they gave me an aliyah. I still have no idea why. And when I went up to get the aliyah, they said, oh, put the talus over your head. And I said, no, I'm single. Um, you know, I, pr- I looked young. I didn't look, you know, I said, uh, even younger than I look now. And I said, uh, I said I'm single. They said, no, no, put the talus over your head. If you have a problem with it, take it up with the Shechter. So I put the talus over my head, and then I had a problem with it, so I took it up with the Shechter. And I said, you know, uh, what's, what's the story? I'm a single guy. They told me to put the talus over my head. So Rav said, it's appropriate for a Dover that you should have a talus over your head. That you should have an Atifas Harosh for a Dover And Baruch is a Dover I said, yeah, but then it's not only if I'm leading Baruch even if I'm saying Baruch I should have to, I should have to have an Atifas Harosh. Because it's Dover Shebekdusha, I'm going to be makbid about Dover Shebekdusha. He said, yeah, so taka would be appropriate that you should always have an Atifas Harosh every time someone says Baruch So I went out and I bought a hat. I went to Hezri Yeshiva. What am I doing wearing a hat? But I went out and I bought a hat after that because Rav Shach said, I figured I was going to be in a I was going to be his Talmud. I'll try to be a loyal Talmud and follow his Pesachim. So where does that come from? What's that all about? So essentially what you find is that there's some people that have a minag that they do a Tifas Harosh throughout the entire Tefillah. Some people do it only for Dovash Abdusha. Some people do it only for Shmonas, right? Some people don't put their talus over their head at all. They only put the talus over the body, but they don't put it over their head at all. And some people will only put the talus over their head if they're already married, not if they're single. And in the Yakisha community, not just if you're already married, you have to be uh, one of the Rabbanim. You have to be clay Kodesh. In order to put your talus over your head. Otherwise, you wear a hat and a talus. You ever see the yakis, the real yakis, they wear a talus and a, and a hat on their head, unless you're one of the rabbis. So, where does all of this come from? The two are right. So, Machasa Rosh Shaloya Bikilia Rosh. And Ilchas when he talks about putting on a talus, he says you should cover your head with the talus so that you not be Bikilia Rosh. And there is a machlokas between the Beis Yosef and the Dark Moshe, what the Torah means by this. And by the way, all of this uh, material, uh, other than the stories, 
are taken from Sefer Imre Baruch Aminhagim from Mori Rabbi Rabbi Baruch Simon and on Aminhagim uh, in Parakud Gimel has a whole uh, presentation of all of the sources in a very clear way about this. So the Beis Yosef writes that Lav Lameimer the Torah doesn't mean to say that you should cover your head so that it not be totally exposed. No, obviously you're wearing a yarmulke also. You wouldn't have done it till this yadayim. You wouldn't have gone to the bathroom, walked to the bathroom with your head totally exposed. Obviously you're wearing a yarmulke already. It means in addition to the yarmulke, have a talus over your head. Says the dark emotion, Simulches of Kadon Dalid, Va'af ki mitzvah l'shmol di Rebbe Yosef Perusho, as much as it's a wonderful idea to follow what the Beis Yosef says, but I don't think that's what the Torah means. I think he means that you should cover your head with a talus so that you not be begile arosh, kipshuto, so that you not have your head totally exposed. So now Elia Rabbin, Simulches, Sif Beis, Oz Dalid, he writes as follows. He quotes from a Sefer Adi Zahav, which is a commentary on the Lavush, that says, Umikol makom tzarech that what this is telling us is that the tal should be over the head from the beginning of tefillah all the way until the end. Not like those some people that, that, that make a bracha on the talus and then just throw the talus off behind them, behind their heads. He says, It's about them that the Pasuk says, It's as if they're throwing a Baruch behind them. That they don't want the talus over their heads. So, uh, and the Bach, he quotes from the Bach also, that it's a minagat snuim, that the entire time one is wearing a talus, that it should be over his head. That's the, what the Bach says is a minagat snuim, and the Bach says the reason is because it's machnia leva adam. It brings a person to a sense of Yerushamayim and a sense of anivus when he has a talus over, a, over his head. Rabbi Simon points out that this is probably alluding to what the Zohar writes in Parshas Vayishlach, that the ikar of tfilas, tfila lo'ani ki that when a person goes and approaches HaKadosh Baruch Hu in tefillah, it has to be with a posture of anivus and with an attitude of anivus, with the utmost humility. We're like a poor person who's dofek al delas ha'ashir, knocking on the door of the wealthy man, just begging for a prusas lechem, for a little bit of food. That's how we approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu in tefillah, just begging for a little bit of, uh, of sustenance for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to rain bracha down on us, like, a, like an onion with a tremendous sense of anivus. That's tefillah that the atifa represents anivos. That when a person wraps himself in the talus, it represents a sign of anivos. And he says that's why the Elia Rabbah quotes this pasuk of Va'osi Yishlach Tarcher Gavecha. Where do we have that pasuk? The Gemara and Brachos Yud darshans the pasuk to tell us Kala Ochel V'Shosev Achar Kach Mispalel that if a person eats and drinks before davening, it's as if he's thrown a Kodesh Baruch behind him. Al Tikri Achar Gavecha Ela Geecha. Not that it's just over your back, but it's ge'echa, it's your gaiva, it's a person's arrogance that causes him to take care of his own personal needs, his eating, his drinking, before he takes care of, 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 of conversing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, before he takes care of tefillah. But even though there's that strong argument to be made about the tznius and the anivos and all that, and the irishamayim in having talus over here the entire tefillah, the Bach is very clear that it's a midas hatsnuim, that this is a chumrah. It is not required to make radin. So, what is taka required to make radin? So, let's move on to Rav Shechtushita. So, Rav Shechtushita had said that any davar shabikdusha requires, and he says in the name of Rav Salvechik, that any davar shabikdusha requires atifas harosh. Davar shabikdusha is usually characterized as those, those things that cannot be said without a minion, those things that you need to stand for, and those things, and, and Rav Salvechik added, and you also need an Atif Asarosh. Those are the characteristics of Dabr Shabbat Kaddish, Kedusha, 
Baruch Hu, these are all Dvarim Shabbat Another characteristic of Dvarim Shabbat is that it said Ba'amira Va'aniyah, that it said responsively. The Chazan says one, well, and then everyone responds. That's what Shach says in the name of Salvechik, that Kel Adon in, uh, on Shabbos morning, Davening, and Luchadodi also, the old minute was to say it responsibly. Rav Salvechik was mocked that it be said responsibly and not just sung along with everybody because he thought that they tried to elevate it to the status of a Dvarim Shabbat They tried to raise it to the status of Dvarim Shabbat by having it follow the pattern of a Dvarim Shabbat So he said, where does he get this idea that a Dvarim Shabbat needs an Atifa Sarosh? Because Gemara Rosh Hashanah tells us that our Kodesh Baruch Hu was trying to teach Moshe Rabbeinu how Klal Yisrael will always be able to tap into Rachamei Shemayim. So our Kodesh Baruch Hu taught him about the Yud Gimel Midas Rachamim. Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachamim, Vechanun, Erechapayim, etc. All the Yud Gimel Midas Rachamim. And the Gemara says, Milamit Shinis Atef HaKodesh Baruch Hu Kishliach Tzibur Hashem wrapped himself in Atef like a Shliach Tzibur and showed Moshe Rabbeinu the Yud Gimel Midas Rachamim and says, whenever Klal Yisrael needs it, this is what they should do. So the Gaonim over there comment that you see that the Dover, that that, uh, that that it's a Dover Shabbatusha because it has to be said Dafku the Minion. Kodesh Baruch Hu said Kishliach Tzibur. The only way you can ever say this is if you do it like you have a Shliach Tzibur, meaning that you have a Tzibur saying it. So you're not supposed to say the Yudgum Mitzrachmim Biyachidus. And we pass in that way that you shouldn't say the Yudgum Mitzrachmim Biyachidus unless you're reading them B'Torah Psukim. And the way you demonstrate that you're reading them B'Torah Psukim is to read them with a trap. But otherwise, you don't say them Biyachidus. So he says, why this Atev HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he's showing you that one of the characteristics of Dover Shabbat is also to have an Atifa. Now one could take issue with this because one could argue that no, he's showing you that the Shaliach Tzibur needs an Atifa, but not necessarily that everybody in Dover Shabbat And that really would have been the answer to, uh, to my question about when I get the Aliyah. When I get the Aliyah and I'm leading Baruch Hu, so then maybe I need an Atifa. One could argue that everybody else doesn't need an Atifa because they're not the Shaliach Tzibur. In fact, when the Maril in Hilchus Yom Noraim, Ozdalid quotes this halacha, he says, That when you get it for Slichos, the Shaliach Tzibur should be Misatev Betzitis. Very often you start Slichos in the morning on, uh, you know, during Yom Noraim, and people get it before davening. Should you put on your talis and tefillin before, or should you wait till, uh, till after? Assuming you're saying it after already, this is man of talis and tefillin, not saying it in the night. So, talis at least, or one, one could argue, that's the way to do it with an atifa, atifas aguf, atifas arosh, to actually have an atifa on your on your body. But if you argue it's only a din in the shliach tzibur, so then maybe it's not so important for every for everybody else. Also, it's not so clear that atifa necessarily means atifas arosh. Atifa might just mean atifas aguf. So putting on a talus may be a fulfillment of uh, of atifa. So that's in terms of davar shabbatusha. What about during kriyashma? So it's a fascinating medrash. The medrash in parshas emar. Says, Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, so marshal to a melech that a melech sends out his proclamation to his uh, to his countries, to his medinos, and when they get up to read that proclamation, everyone stands there. Be'ima, be'yira, bereta, subezia. Everyone always mispronounces. They always say zeya. Uh, not schwitzing. I mean, zia with, with trepidation, with, with trembling, right? Everyone stands there and they're, they're sittering that they're hearing the proclamation of the Melech 
and says uh, says the Medrash Baruch says Kali Yisrael. My my major proclamation. You don't have to be. You don't have to read that way. Lo omdin araglechem lo parinus roshechem. I don't care if you stand, if you sit, if you have your head covered, uncovered, however you want. You can read my proclamation wherever you want. V'shivcha v'secha v'lacht chavaderech v'shach b'cha v'kumecha. Whichever way you want to read. So you see, says uh, say some of the posts. Gimel Rav Shachta points out. You see, it's a special gzeris akosuv that you don't need atifas harosh for kriyashma. That you dafka have a specific gzeris akosuv. That it's unnecessary to have an Atifas Harosh for Kriyashma. Taz points this out in Simchas, Sifkan Gimel, in the name of the Chuvas Maril, that, uh, that, that Kisei Harosh is only Midas Chasidus, and for Kriyashma, it's not necessary. We're not Makbid about it at all. Rav Salvechik used to have a tradition that his grandfather, Rav Chaim, would always have his head uncovered, his talus off of his head for Birchus Kriyashma and Kriyashma. That for Shemona Esrei, he'd have his talus on his head. For Baruchu, his talus was over his head. And then, when in, in, but in between, when they do Birchus Kriyashma and Kriyashma, his Talus was off of his head. Most people you see don't do that, but that was the minute of Chaim. So Shachter explained that maybe the, the I think he said in the name of Salvation that he thought that his, he wasn't sure what his grandfather's minute was based on, but maybe it's based on this medrash that since you don't have to have a, 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 a kisei rosh for uh, an atifas rosh rather for brichs kriyashma and kriyashma, he wanted to demonstrate that it's not necessary, so he would let it fall off. He would take it off of his head during the uh, the brichs kriyashma. So I asked Shachter, what do you mean? Then why would he dafka take it off? The whole point was that you don't have to dafka do anything, that you can have however you want. However you want. So Shach said, yeah, yeah, I just let, let mine fall off my head. It doesn't, I don't dafka take it off, let it fall off. I don't know, it's hard to make it fall off. It doesn't, I don't know how he sets it up that a dafka falls off his head. But uh, that was the, uh, the, the minog. Shach said, you see, when he says, he normally has talus off his head like Rav minog and like Rav Chaim's minog. Rabbi Chalap pointed out, Rabbi Simon quotes from Rabbi Chalap in one of the, uh, the publications that Yeshiva University puts out in the COVID space, Yosef Shaul, Rabbi Chalab pointed out that, uh, that, that, that if th- this kasha, that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't Matriachas, so why would you dafka go without an Atifa Sarosha? Rabbi Chalab suggested one more step. The Gemara Menachas of Lamed Hay tells us that Kesher shall tefillin is halachal Moshe Misinai, v'noyeyen levar, and it's a beauty, should be external. People should see it. V'ro'u kalame aritz ki shem Hashem nikra lecha v'yaru mimeka. Everyone will see our tefillin shall rosh, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have fear of Klal Yisrael. Where it says the Kodesh Baruch who showed Moshe Rabbeinu the Kesher shall tefillin of his tefillin shall rosh. So apparently there's some Maila of exposing the Kesher shall tefillin of tefillin shall rosh. And that's what the Mordechai writes in the Alachas Ketanus Tavid Beis Amaralif that Tov Vadai Vadai Tov Sheyiru Mitzchiv Ra'u Isa that it's definitely good that the Kesher be seen. So says Rabbi Chalap we don't really pass them like that to expose our Kesher shall tefillin because we hold we we need an Atifas Rosh. But in a place where the Medrash Dafka says you don't need an Atifas Arosh, like by Kriyashma, so then maybe you want to fulfill that Maila of having an exposed Kesher Shel Tefillin. So that's maybe why. What's enough community between Rav Shachta's explanation and Rav Chalab's explanation? What about Shabbos? Shabbos, you're not wearing Tefillin Shel so should you have your head uncovered or covered for Kriyashma? Okay, that's what that Minag is based on. What about during Shemana Esrei? So the Rambam writes in Uchus Tefillah, Parakei Allah Hey. That it's a derech of Chachamim and their Talmidim to have an Ativa Sarosh. And that's what Shulchanach Paskins in Simit Sadi Aleph Sivvav. So it sounds that this din of the Rambam is a Midas Chasidus, not for everybody. Chachamim Vitalmidehem. Now, truth is, Chayadim Klal Chavbez Oschas. 
points out that in general, when you daven Shmona Esrei, you have to be dressed like you're Omid Melch, like you would have, you'd have to dress yourself like you're going Holech Lefnei like you're going to meet somebody important. So the, the Chayi Adam therefore says, therefore you shouldn't wear certain types of clothing that are not respectable that you wouldn't go meet someone important with. He says, for example, there's a guy in my shul named Shlafrak. His name is Shamshi Shlafrak. I never knew what a Shlafrak was. Chayi Adam says, but don't wear a Shlafrak. Apparently a shlafrak is a, uh, you know, chili. So don't, don't, apparently a shlafrak is pajamas. So you don't wear uh, pajamas. I don't know if the family was in the business of making pajamas or something, but it's, uh, it's pajamas. You shouldn't wear pajamas when you go to Davin. You don't the Melech when you Davin. Mishabur quotes all this in Simon Sadi Aleph. So Chayadam says, you wear a hat because that's the way you're Omid Lufnei Sarim. It's questionable whether that's still true nowadays. What does Omid Lufnei Sarim mean? Does it mean when you go visit Rabchaim Kanievsky? Or does it mean uh, when, you, when, you, when you go visit an important politician? So Rabbi Simon says that Rabbi Abadi said it's when you go visit a Rosh Yeshiva. But uh, the Pashas of the Mishra is not that way. Pashas is when you go visit uh, when you see someone who's an important Tsar. Um, someone told me that Rav, Rav Henech uh, no relation. The Rashiva in uh, in, in Chavetz Chaim said that no, it's kederik shaholeich sarim in a moral society, in a society that still has some dignity and self-respect. Not when the sarim are in their their jeans and their open T-shirts on their ranch, or the uh, you know, or are seen shirtless in the tabloids or whatever. Not not like you know, in a moral and decent society. In the last time America was a moral and decent society, that it was normal to to wear a hat in front of the sarim. That's an interesting take on uh, why why the issue. That was what Rav Henech said. But Rabbi Willig argued that no, Atifa in Halacha generally doesn't mean Atifa Sarosh. It means Atifa Saguf. That's what Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Ches. That is Seder Atifa Sarosh. That sometimes they have Kisei Arosh, sometimes with Gilei Arosh, but they're always wrapped, their bodies are always wrapped up. That's the real Atifa. It's Atifa Saguf and not Atifa Sarosh. But what would be the Indian Dafka during Shmona Hasrei to have Atifa Sarosh? So the Taz writes in Simon Sadi Aleph, based on the Zohar, that it's not appropriate to look at the Shekhinah. So you want to sort of hide your face. I was talking to someone about this recently, and he sa- I said, what do you do? I, I was talking to uh, one, uh, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, a relative of mine. I said, uh, what do you do? He said, uh, you know, I want to know if people have any idea why they do what they do. He said, when my son was born five weeks premature, I had my talus over my head at every Shmona Esrei because I was embarrassed. I was crying my eyes out. I was uh, davening for, for him. And ever since then, I put my talus over my head because I remember that's the way a Jew is supposed to daven. That that's the way you're supposed to daven. Like you're desperate for something. That's an important message. It's an important idea. So, but the Taz suggests this idea of not being mistaken, not looking at the Shechina. That it's almost like my Birch's Kohanim. That it's considered disrespectful to, to look at the, at the Shechina. The Gra in Simul Chesif Katan Vav writes, Meikra Adin, you're allowed to daven with your without the talus over your head, but he said, that it's appropriate, it's a good thing, to have talus over your head. One last thing, what about the Yekish of Minag of uh, only the Rabbanim? So the Gemara in Kiddushan tells us that Rav Chista used to tell Rav Huna that this guy Rav Hamnuna was an Adam Gadol. So Rav Huna said, really? So next time uh, he comes, let me, I'd love to meet him. So he sees, he sees Rav Hamnuna comes and he says to Rav Hamnuna, Rav Huna says, Rav Hamnuna, where's your uh, turban? I don't see that you have any sudar on your head. So he said, oh, I'm not married, so I don't have a sudar. So says the Magad of Ram, that you see from here that anyone who's not married should not cover his head with a talus, even if he's a Tamil Chacham. 
And the Magen Avram says, you also see from the Gemara in Davches, that someone who's not a Talmud Chacham, even if he is married, shouldn't cover his head. So in order to cover your head, you need to be married and be a Talmud Chacham. And that's probably where the uh, Minag in uh, the Yekisha communities come from. That the idea is that only the Klei Kodesh, because it's hard to judge who is a Talmud Chacham. So they just say Klei Kodesh, we assume it's Talmud Chacham, assuming that they're married, that they would uh, wear a talis over their heads. Otherwise, they just wear a hat, covered, like, uh, like your own made lufnei, and Rabbi Simon just points out those, the, the thing about being married and being a Tamil are connected to each other. It's a sign of Chashivus that you're, you're doing a Davar Chashiv, you're only Bidar Chashivus. And Dafka, in my experience in the Y.E. based marriage at that time, when they gave me an Aliyah and they told me to put my Talis over my head, that, that minute dates back to Rav Dava Lipschitz's time. Rav Dava Lipschitz used to run the, used to, used to be in charge of the main base marriage minion, and he used to tell single guys all the time to, to put a Talis over their head, especially when they, got, when they, when they took the Amud, he would tell them to put a talus over their head and Rabbi Simon suggests that maybe it's because since the whole idea is that it's only Derek Hashivus and nowadays it's not uh, you don't need to be such an Adam Chashiv in order to, a lot of people who are not such an Adam Chashiv wear a talus over their head so he thought maybe a Bachar, if people aren't Tamil Cham do it, then a Bachar can do it as well, and that's why Rabbi Dov Lipschitz allowed for a Bachar to do it, I mean that, that changed over time, a lot of people will do it, it's like uh, Rav Silver told the story, there was a great Tamil Chashiv from, from Chicago who made Aliyah once and they, everyone asked him such a big Tamil Chacham. How come you wear a short jacket, you don't wear a frock? So he says, I'm looking around in Eretz Yisrael and I see every Amaretz wears a frock and the Tamil Chacham shouldn't dress like every Amaretz. So I just wear a short jacket, not like the Amaretzim wear. That, uh, okay, there's a little bit of a cynical comment. But, uh, but these are the, this is the explanation for the various, the various Minhagim.